what's up guys and welcome to episode 3. In this episode what I'm going to be talking about is how to get into the most amazing shape without following a diet. Now this isn't the greatest technique to use if you are perhaps an athlete who's preparing for a competition although for your average kind of everyday person looking to get beach body ready or maybe even slightly better than that, this is a fantastic technique to use, one that I would highly recommend, one that I use myself, and I have got some quite amazing results from it. So the first thing I'm going to do is kind of give you a little bit of an introduction into the method, which is flexible dieting, also known as IIFYM, or if it fits your macros. Now what that means is, you can eat anything you like as long as it's within the macros that you set for yourself uh, based on your activity levels or your goal. So it is a lot easier to conform to this type of diet because you're not tied down to any restrictions. It's more about making conscious food choices, uh, something that I have spoke about in previous episodes something that I believe can make a massive difference to your physique anyway without tracking macros. And this is a technique that will help you to stay accountable, especially on your journey towards a goal, simply by being honest with yourself and making sure you do track everything that you eat. There are times where it will be quite difficult and a bit of a pain in the ass, but the results you get are worth it. Now, a question I do get asked a lot when I talk about this kind of dieting, perhaps with clients, because I like to introduce them to it quite early on, simply for the flexibility of it, hence the name, is what is a macro? Now, a macro is simply short for a macronutrient, with these being your carbohydrates, your fats, and your protein. The easy way to think about these would be to have those as a little section or a little group that make up your total number of calories for the day that can be altered depending on your end goal. So, for example, you might want to lose fat or you might want to gain lean muscle tissue. And uh, it's quite interesting the way that we can alter your macros and your calories depending on those factors. So before we delve into how to calculate your macros for yourself, a couple of things you need for this episode are a plain piece of paper or a notepad, preferably. A pen or pencil, something to write with, just so you can make notes, and once the podcast is over, you can apply these to yourself. I will be giving a couple of examples throughout, just to give you an idea, so you can uh, write down the calculations and you get a bit of an idea on how to do it. But if you do need more help, again, feel free to send me an email. I will put my email in the description, as well as my Instagram username. Uh, they're the two that I am most active on. So don't hesitate to get in touch if you do need help. Just one final piece of advice before we get started. Make sure you take your morning weight when doing these calculations. So just after you get out of bed, after you've been to the toilet, so you're just weighing your body mass rather than anything that your gut might be storing, like water or food. There are also plenty of macro calculators out there on the internet. So you, know, you can also use one of those. But I find this way to be a little bit better because you can make it more accurate and you can split up your macros the way that you need them rather than guessing because the macro calculator won't do that for you. So without hesitating anymore, let's get to it.
Just like in other podcasts, I have made myself some notes. So if you hear the sort of paper rustling, that's all that is. Also, I have broken down this podcast, the same as I have others, into small steps. So you can sort of take a break, pause it. I will try and include a time in the description for each section. So if you want to quickly skip to a part that you might need to go over again, you can do that. So first step, your macros typically go either 200 to 500 above your TDEE or your total daily energy expenditure to bulk, to gain muscle tissue, and 200 to 500 calories below it to cut or to cut out fat. And then it'd be dead on it to recomp which is short for recomposition your body, so change the amount of fat to muscle tissue you might have, or, in other words, to maintain your body weight. For these examples, initially I'm just going to use standard maintenance calories, and then we'll come back to either bulking or cutting at the end. So step one would be to calculate your BMR. Now BMR stands for basal metabolic rate. This is your calories burned just by being alive while you're resting, uh, things like respiration, protein synthesis, all the different sort of body functions that you do, digestion. It is different for both males and females. There are so many different formulas that I could find on the internet. So if it isn't the same as what you might have written down, then that's obviously it's fine. They all get to the same place eventually. So if you grab your pen, we'll do your first piece of writing down. And we're going to formulate a list of your gender, your height in centimetres, your age in years, and your weight in kilos and pounds. For my examples throughout this podcast, I am going to be using a female, simply because I feel like I've focused a lot on kind of a male side of things in previous podcasts, so I'm going to mix it up a little bit. The female I'm going to use for this example is 27 years old, 178 centimetres tall and 69 kilos in weight, which is 152 pounds. So to calculate her BMR, what you would need to do is take the number 655, add it to 9.6 times weight in kilos. So this would be 655 plus 9.6 times 69 plus 1.8 times height in centimeters so in this case it's 1.8 times 178 minus 4.7 times age in years so again it's 4.7 times 27 now that gives us the number 1520.9 this is the number of calories that our female burns just by being alive from there, the next step would be to calculate TDEE, or Total Daily Energy Expenditure. So we use the formula for this. It's BMR times your activity factor. There is a table online you can find which has all the different uh, numbers, although I am going to tell you now. So for someone that is sedentary, who does little to no exercise during the week, and they also have a desk job, that would be 1.2 times their BMR, and that would give them their maintenance calories, or TDEE. Uh, somebody who is lightly active would be described as somebody who does sort of light exercise, we're talking maybe 30 minutes to 45 minutes, anywhere between one and three times a week. 
and their uh, TDEE can be calculated by doing 1.375 times their BMR. Uh, next one up would be moderately active. So this is kind of your general average kind of gym goer, if you like. They would do moderate exercise three to five times a week, and that would be 1.55 times their BMR. And then anything above that, we're getting you know, close to kind of athlete level. Uh, you'd go very active, which is kind of heavy exercise sessions, six to seven times a week. And that would be 1.725 times their BMR. Now, in the example I found online, there was another step above that. But that was heavy exercise twice a day, which... I don't know anybody that exercises heavily twice a day unless they're perhaps an Olympic level athlete or an athlete of some description that might might be required to train twice a day. But just for your, your average person, there's no need to exercise twice a day at all. So for our specific example, what we're going to do is take our female's TDEE of 1,520.9 calories. We're going to times that by 1.375 for lightly active and then that gives us the number 2091. You can do that for yourself by working back, calculating your BMR, timesing it by the number of times you exercise, which obviously is your activity level, and then that number would be your calories you'd need just to maintain your body weight sort of as it is. Moving on to step number three already, what we're going to do now is calculate your specific macro split. So how the calories that make up our maintenance are divided. The easiest way we can start, no matter what kind of article you read, they will all say the same. They will all tell you that per one gram of protein and carbohydrate, there are four calories. Per one gram of fat, there are nine calories. And per one gram of alcohol, there are seven calories. So taking those, what we need to do is calculate your daily protein requirement. We will always do this first because it's the easiest one to work out. I think you'll find that the typical protein requirement for someone who's looking to get into bodybuilding or who's looking to do any kind of muscle work would be that you need one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Going back to our female example, as I said earlier, she weighs 152 pounds or 69 kilos. So what we would do is take 152 pounds, obviously that's 152 grams of protein, times that by four to give us 608 calories. So from those 152 grams of protein per day, she would be consuming 608 calories. Uh, the second thing that we would calculate is the fat, because again, that's nice and easy. Typically, it's anywhere between 20 and 30% of your overall TDEE, or just 20 to 30% of your maintenance calories. I say typically because it can fluctuate depending on what your carbohydrate requirements are. So, for example, if you're on quite a low-carb diet, you might need a slightly higher fat concentration and vice versa. But for this example, we're just going to use 25%, middle of the range, from her 2,091 TDEE maintenance calories. We're going to times that by 0.25, which gives us 522.75 calories, which we'll just round up to 523. And then to find out how many grams of fat that would be, 
we simply divide 523 by 9, which gives us 58.1, which again we round down to 58 grams of fat per day. The last thing we need to do is to calculate your carbohydrate intake. Nice and easy, all we would do is, because you should have it all written down, we just take your calories from your protein, add it to the calories from your fat, and then take that away from your overall calories, which leaves the number of calories that you need from your carbohydrates. Then simply divide that number by four to give you a set number of grams, due to there being four calories per gram of carbohydrate. Going back to our example again, probably for the last time in this part, we have got 608 calories from protein, we have got 523 calories from fat, which makes up 1,131 calories. Take that away from our 2,091 maintenance calories, and that leaves 960 for carbohydrates. Divided that by 4, due to, again, that 4 calories per gram, leaves us 240 grams of carbohydrates per day. So just to recap, what we've got is 2,091 calories a day, 240 grams carbohydrates, 152 grams protein, and 58 grams of fat per day to maintain a female's body weight who is 152 pounds, 27 years old, and 178 centimetres tall. Now, it goes without saying that if you are new to tracking macros and new to the whole idea of flexible dieting, then I would just stick with maintenance calories for now, for like a month, two months, just to get into the swing of things, find out how it all works. The app I would use is MyFitnessPal. Uh, you can download that on Android and on iOS. It's fantastic to use as a food diary. Um, you can scan barcodes and things on it. It's just really easy to use. If you want me to send you over a guide I made on how to use that completely free, then just send me a message and I'll send that over to you as quickly as I can. However, if you're not new to it or you've gone through that kind of initial phase of getting used to tracking it all, to bulk, I'd return back to step two of the process, add on anywhere between 200 and 500 calories. I wouldn't go over 500 calories because that's when you start to gain excess fat quicker than you would muscle tissue. And I wouldn't go under 200 because obviously it would have the reverse effect. So you wouldn't actually gain a very good rate at all, if at all, to cut you'd want to go 200 to 500 calories below your TDEE, which is on step two. For the same reasons, I wouldn't go below 500 calories in deficit because you'll probably lose more muscle than fat at that point, just because your body will just try and store everything that you put into it at that point, whereas anything more than 200 calories in a deficit would not really be worth it. You wouldn't really notice much. Maybe if it's your first cut, you might want to start off slow, but 200 calories should be perfectly adequate to start the ball rolling. And you should start to notice about 2 to £3 pounds a week dropped. If it's any more than that, you need to go up calories again. If it's less, then perhaps look at any external factors like your activity levels. But from step two, all you would do 
calculate your TDEE and then plus or minus 200 to 500 and then continue the process from there. Now to adjust your macro split depending on your body's requirements a good example I thought of was if you are in a calorie deficit or cutting phase to try and lose a bit of body fat obviously your carbs are going to be lower because you don't want to be fueling your body as much but you might want slightly more protein to help prevent kind of decreasing muscle mass which means you might want slightly higher fats just to accommodate the lower carbohydrates so to do this we're going to go back to step three for our female example you can do follow this along yourself we're just going to up it to 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight you wouldn't really go any higher than 1.5 and that would be when you're in a real calorie deficit, so you're going sort of 300, 400, maybe 500 calories below maintenance. But for now, we'll stick with 1.2. Again, due to our activity levels, we're not too high. Again, that's another external factor that would determine how much protein you need. But for our example, we're going to go 1.2 grams of protein times 152. That's our body weight in pounds, which comes out at 182.4. So again, we're going to round that down to 182, times it by 4, because we don't want grams, we want calories, which would be 728. So in that 182 grams of protein we consume a day, there are 728 calories. Again, same principle, we move on to fat. This time, we're going to go up to about 30%, so we're not going to increase too much. It just depends how your body reacts to the fats as to how much you put into your diet. The more you do it, the more you will get to know how it works. This time, we're going to take our new calories, 1,891, so 200 less than 2,091, which was our maintenance calories. And we are going to times that by 0.3, which gives 567. So that's the number of calories from fat. We're then going to divide that by 9 calories per gram of fat, which gives us 63 grams of fat per day. And last step, again, we're going to do our 567 calories from fat plus 728 calories from protein, which gives us 1,298. Take that away from the new total calories which was 1,891, which leaves 593. Divide by 4 to give us a number of grams, which is 148.25, or round it down to 148 grams of carbohydrates per day. So recapping that small section, uh, 200 calories less than maintenance is 1,891. Divided into carbohydrates, we've got 148 grams, protein 182 grams, and fat 63 grams. In contrast to that, to bulk, to gain muscle tissue, what we'd do is from your maintenance calories, add anywhere between 200 and 500. So in this example, we're going to add 200 to give us 2,291. Again, we're going to keep simple with the protein, so we're going to keep that 1 gram per pound of body weight, which is 152, which is 608 calories. 
and in fat again we're going to keep that moderate so we're going to do 25% of our maintenance calories or in this case is 2291 times that by 0 0.25 to give us 572.73 or 573 to round up. Divide by 9 due to there being 9 calories per gram of fat which gives 63.6 rounded up to 64 grams of fat and then finally we've got our carbohydrates for bulking 608 calories from protein plus 573 calories from fat which comes to 1181 Take that away from our new calories of 2,291, which leaves 1,110, divided by 4 is 277.5. For this example, I rounded down to 277 grams per day. That's how easy it can be, guys. You don't have to spend hours and hours sitting, looking at these formulas and getting your head spun by them. I am going to divert slightly now guys and talk a little bit about supplementation while you're following a diet. Supplements are not the be all and end all of making a good transformation in the gym. Hence the name supplement, you supplement your diet with them. So they don't make up your diet, they don't replace real food. That's important to understand straight away. In terms of tracking your supplementation, as long as it's nothing like a pre-workout that's high in sugar or an intra-workout carbohydrate source that is obviously going to take away from your overall calories and macros for the day, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Obviously your post-workout protein shake, I would always add that in. As a rule, don't worry too much if you're not taking too many supplements. I'd just recommend the basics. So a good creatine, a good whey protein, perhaps every now and again a pre-workout and occasionally, maybe if you're in a calorie deficit, something like an essential amino acid or a branch chain amino acid or something like a combination of the two would be suitable. It is worth just scanning them into things like MyFitnessPal just so perhaps if you don't have a good workout, perhaps the next time you can look back and see, oh well, Say on Wednesday, my workout was excellent, and you might be able to see that you might have taken a pre-workout, whereas on that set day you didn't. I don't know, just an example, something like that, that again is just helping you to keep accountable. Now, fat burners, I've had a lot of mixed responses and mixed opinions in terms of those. My opinion would be if you're just doing your kind of fasted cardio, then a nice strong black coffee would give you the thermogenic effects that you would need to generate a little bit more heat and burn up the extra calories. I mean, it's not going to be a massive effect. If you're a little bit tight for money, I wouldn't bother. But one piece of advice I will give you is to make sure you do your own research first. Just because there are quite a few different opinions out there, like I said earlier, that can kind of strew your judgment. And then on the other hand, you have your mass gainers, so your protein shakes designed to help you gain weight for uh, someone who struggles to gain weight, or if you're struggling to hit your calorie requirements during a bulk, make your own judgment on that. You can just buy a regular whey protein and add things like peanut butter, oats, you know, a lot of different things to it, which can increase the density of the calories within it. That is something that I would a thousand percent track on your food diary. 
because once you get into the good habit of it, it will just become part of your routine and almost second nature. The most important part of tracking macros is to keep one eye on the scales. Unless you are constantly, well, not constantly checking your weight, but unless you're checking your weight frequently, you aren't going to know how your calories are affecting your weight. For example, if you've gone too low and you lose weight too quickly, you then need to add some back in. And likewise, if you are gaining weight too quickly and you start to lose your shape, then you should probably take some off again. Without being overly conscious of the scales, every time you have maybe a two, three pound change in weight, it's paramount that you adjust your macro split with your new weight. Regardless of your goal, it won't work unless you constantly updating them, which is one thing that I have to reiterate to clients constantly. This is by far, in my opinion, the most rewarding way to diet, but you have to remain active with it. That's why you see a lot of these coaches and personal trainers will have a weekly check-in day, especially online coaches. That is when they will reset their clients' macros and do them a new diet based on their new measurements. Another great tool that a lot of online coaches use is progress pictures. Now, don't be afraid to take these for yourself. They are a good indicator of any kind of differences that you might have in your body. So even if your weight doesn't change particularly much one week, you might gain a little bit more definition in your abs or your arms might look a bit bigger. Don't be disheartened if the scales aren't saying what you want them to say. You have to trust the process, stick to your diet. Like I said at the beginning, stay accountable to yourself and good things will come. I think there's a saying, it says, it takes a month for you to notice, maybe six weeks for your friends to notice, and then I think it's eight weeks for everyone else to notice changes. You have to correct me if I'm wrong in that. But it just goes to show that dieting is a process and the more you can stick to it, the better results over the long term you'll see. And that is how you get into the best shape of your life without following a set diet. Like I said earlier, the times of each section will be in the description of this podcast. So whatever that may be, if you need a little bit of extra help or you need to go back over it, you're more than welcome to just quickly skip to that minute or that set time frame. Also, I will put my own calculations for this example that I used throughout the podcast in the description as well. So you can sort of copy the format that I used. Hopefully that will help your understanding a little bit more as well. This has been episode three of Muscle Talks Radio. Like I say in every episode, Make sure you like this podcast, you share it on your Insta stories, let me know what you think of it, show me that you're listening, comment any feedback, it's always taken on board. I hope you guys like the new microphone by the way, I hope you can tell a difference. I'm still fine tuning it, but we'll get there. do apologise for the late upload, it was my 22nd birthday over the weekend, so I just took a couple of days off to spend time with family, just to relax a little bit. Not that I need to relax anymore, obviously, in my current situation. But that's why it's actually going to be released on a Tuesday and not on a Sunday evening. Be sure to check out this Sunday's one. I will probably do an Instagram Q&A, which I will answer in full detail 
that I will release at 8pm on Sunday. But until then, enjoy your week and I will see you next time.